0: Welcome back to The Soccer Reviews Podcast, where we highlight featured brands, players, gear, and more from thesoccerreviews.com. Today we're interviewing Alberto Ruiz, a goalkeeper coach and YouTuber with over 140,000 subscribers, 19 million views, and hundreds of videos on goalkeeping training, drills, and glove reviews. In this interview, we're going to hear about how Alberto started playing soccer, what it was like moving from the United States to Germany, his advice for goalkeepers who want to go pro, and much more, so stay tuned. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and how you
1: started playing soccer.
2: I grew up in South Florida, in Coral Springs, Florida, and um, I actually was a late bloomer for soccer. I played it like my whole life, but as a goalkeeper, I never played until uh, high school, where I saw that the better players were there and no one was really trying out for goalkeeper, so I thought, you know what, I'm no longer a midfielder, I'm gonna be a goalkeeper. And I tried out as a goalkeeper, and I was very lucky to have made the team. I loved it, and I kept on practicing, and then I uh, kept on going with it. You now, it, it led to this.
1: When did you turn to being a full-time goalkeeper coach from being a player? When did that switch happen?
2: It was more of a gradual thing. I started coaching maybe when I was about 18 years old. I started right in my freshman year of college. My coach at the time had told me you seemed like a good fit and there was a NSCAA uh, license being done near nearby my area I was living in South Carolina at the time so I decided to go out and do that uh, while I was still playing and then I just randomly called up a Lexington County Soccer Club in South Carolina and I told them hey I'm nearby I'd love to train your goalkeepers and then one day to the other the next thing I know I was coaching at the same time as I was playing in college and then when i left the college i just kept on coaching pretty much just stayed doing it
1: don't you also coach in germany now you're a director at a club over there
2: yeah so uh, when i was uh i finished over there in south carolina i moved down to orlando and i was living and playing in orlando and then um, i was coaching in south orlando soccer club and someone called me up and said there was a trial to go to germany so i went down to the tryout um, and I ended up getting invited to Germany. I went as a player at first, and then I uh, tore my meniscus. I wasn't able to go to my trial, and they asked me back as a coach. And then um, since then, I have been—that's about three years ago now. Since then, I've been working at the academy as a professional goalkeeper coach and uh, the assistant director. And at the same time, coming back to the U.S. finding players to bring out. And we've had a uh, we've had a few players come out from the U.S. and, and do well. So we're—I'm really happy. I was able to change from you know Orlando to Germany in just I think like three months one month to the other I was living in another country yeah it was crazy
1: what was that like what was that transition like from Orlando to Germany really
2: difficult and fun at the same time like uh, it was cold I am like I'm so used to the heat so like cold i couldn't i couldn't like go out in shorts i had to just i, I normally went out in training like three pairs of clothes you know it was, it was really really bad and then just getting used to landing on snow and landing on hard ground when it's uh cold but then uh, everyone in germany is really nice the area that we're in is like a small little like um, it's a rural town so everyone knows everybody and then once i came to the other i had like everyone was like oh hey alberto how you doing it it's it's a really awesome like i love germany but um it's, it was difficult to get used to in the soccer sense. In the soccer sense, soccer it is every day there. You get so tired. I mean, like... Everyone's really good there. So, like when I'm used to being like one of the better players here, I go over there and I'm just kind of like one of the players. No, I'm not nothing special. So, that took me a while to get used to. But yeah, I mean, I loved it. I still love it. I'm going back in just a few weeks.
1: <laughs> what inspired you to start your own YouTube channel? And at what point did you realize you were really starting to gain traction?
2: At that time, I had been coaching, I had been going out all the time. And my friends were telling me, you know, you might as well just tape it and then put it up on YouTube. And everyone was getting really popular on YouTube. And I thought, you know, why not? Um, I just started like following I copied actually the girls who do the makeup tutorials I saw them they were really popular and I was just like well, what they're doing is really easy let me see if I can do that for goalkeeping for soccer stuff and then it turned out it was really easy and I really enjoyed it I started doing it for myself and having fun with it and then it grew I don't know when it became a thing maybe around like when I went to Germany uh, I had about 34,000 when I first went on uh, subscribers and at that time people were Like, wow, you're really big. And I was like, oh, wow, I I didn't really think about that. But um, for me, it's, I never really feel like, like that, you know, because in the in the area that I'm coaching at, there's actual really big players. There's really big coaches that play Bundesliga and everything. So when I go up to a Bundesliga player and he's just like, yeah, I'm playing, you know, in a third division, a second division, I was like, I have 100,000 subs. That, that means nothing to them, you know? Um, but it, maybe around like that time when I started to go to Germany and people were noticing me in Germany and other areas, and I was like, oh, I saw your video. So yeah, maybe then.
1: What has it been like balancing being a busy goalkeeper coach and also running your own YouTube channel?
2: It has been, especially the last few weeks. I'm sure you've noticed I haven't been uploading as much. It has been um, really difficult really really difficult because you know uh, i want to focus on my players i want to sell my players i want to move them Uh, as a goalkeeper you need to be working every single day you stop for one week you stop for nine days and you get back in goal and you feel slow you can't dive you can't jump after the ball so when i focus on my goalkeepers i can't focus on me anymore and that's what's been happening lately especially uh, because i have field players as well and i have to make sure the field players are doing the right things and working well so um it's been crazy hard because then i have to do a training session at 10 a.m training session at 3 p.m and then come home and i have maybe four hours of video and then sit down edit that video do a voiceover which takes maybe another 13 14 hours and then put it out and make sure it's all good so everything comes out clean you know and that lately it's been hard but um that's because i'm moving and I've, i just got into a new apartment but i think in a in a little while we're going to fix that up and then uh, i'm going to be uploading again two three times a week but yeah it's I, i'm sure you know how how hard it is to get these things uh, rolling and then keep that consecutive upload going you know i saw
1: you had a bad experience with those strapless nike vapor touch elite gloves how did they rip and what was your reaction when they did
2: so they ripped when i was putting them on but uh they they had initially ripped when um i was first putting them on but it wasn't a huge rip it was just like at the seams and i was just kind of like oh no you know that happened with the adidas predator pro that i did a few years back and i was just like okay so that's something to pay attention to as time kept on going each time i put it on, put it on the rip got worse and then as i looked a little closer i could see that the stitching was just one line of stitching normally when you're when you're in that area you have at least three lines of stitching to make sure one stitch rips you know it's backed up and uh this didn't have that and then i was doing a close-up like showing like oh well you can still put the gloves on and the latex is good when um i just pulled on it and the thing like i heard the rip and i didn't put it together Because everyone always has their own opinions, you know, like, oh, you did this for your own, you did this for your video, you did this to make it look good or, or, or get big. And then, like, to see so many other people with the same issue, and it's just like, all right, see, I'm, I wasn't just trying to rip the gloves. Like, I was, I tried very hard to give every glove the fairest review,
1: you know. Your review and playtest video for those Nike gloves got over half a million views. What was it like to see a video go that viral?
2: Awesome super 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 cool i mean uh, i had the international goalkeeping conference the next week after that or about two weeks after that and every coach even the coach uh, from liverpool even uh jose's was like oh i saw your video on the nike gloves or the Nike gloves and it was just really weird to be like oh okay cool yeah uh, uh like uh, when we started the speech and we were talking like when i started talking the coaches all turned and they're like hey we saw you somewhere i know your voice from somewhere and it's just like yeah i do reviews and that was really really weird it's it's a it's a weird moment to know that like oh these people know me and i don't know them and like it also is kind of annoying because like sometimes people can like have an idea about you an opinion about you before and then you have to kind of be like no i'm not i'm not just a glove guy you know i do also do coaching stuff so but it's it's been cool It, it was really really cool
1: what's your favorite goalkeeper glove on the market right now and what do you generally look for in a glove i
2: think that question comes down to what you have what your means are you know if you're a, a semi-pro level goalkeeper and you get gloves or a professional goalkeeper that hates gloves a lot and you get a whole a whole box full of them old sport Adidas are the go-to's they're the top of the top of the line old sport probably being the best uh, goalkeeper brand but then I, I personally love the Adidas Predator Pro it's a really really like great fitting glove it just doesn't last at all so like you know if if you're a pro and they send you a big box of them yeah use those but if not if you're at a lower level there's uh you know you don't have uh your own sponsorship right then there's great brands like uh, nga keep air well, west coast goalkeeping all of them just as good as adidas just as good as all sport in a lot of things let's like compare like a benz to a honda or something they're, they're both going to get the job done and do it superbly well just that uh the nicer glove Ulsport sport might have a little more features but like west coast is just as good as some of these brands so it comes down to like finding the cut that fits best for you and then going across on all brands and finding that just that hits all the points every single person has their own favorite glove but i would say mine is a a tight fitting uh, adidas predator I really like the Ace Trans Pro that came out a few months ago. I would love to see a mix between the Predator Pro and the Ace Trans Pro with the extra uh, extended wrist strap that goes like all the way down. That would be really, really cool. That would probably be one of my favorites if they can get that done, which the key pair that I'm working on right now has. So. We're, we're going to see it. It feels a little weird right now, but I haven't been uh, training as much.
1: When you're training other goalkeepers, what is one of the most common things you've seen them struggle with?
2: Catching the ball. Catching the ball is really recently. I see in the level that I've been working at, they parry much more. They punch the ball. I personally like, you know, you're a your goalkeeper. This is the most important thing is that got hands you know you make sure that you you make the first action the safest action and if not you put it out wide and then just dealing with passbacks passbacks is really big and not talking those are probably my my three biggest areas where i see like every single goalkeeper i've worked with could improve on those areas and passbacks is something that's happening in the modern day goalkeeping that every day every new big goalkeeper is getting highlights not just making a save but like chipping oncoming attacker you know just getting the ball over giving them a beret or or megging somebody just just doing that is huge now that's part of the things that goalkeepers need to do on top of, you know, getting the high ball, catching the ball, all of that. So it's a mix of those three things, and it's a mix of the goalkeeping position changes with the sport, and the sport is becoming much more technical uh, with the players. Every player is now super, super technical.
1: What is one area of goalkeeping that you think is often overlooked?
2: I think the service by hand. I think service by hand is something that we don't talk about often, and it's not... It's not as applauded as other things. Like you see a side volley and you're like, oh, that side volley is gorgeous and hard to do. But there's there's some great, Counter that have been started with a good long over the head overarm throw that gets straight down the field. And I'd like to see more keepers doing uh, service out of, out of the back with their hands because you can get some pinpoint accuracy with your hands, and it doesn't always have to be you know down at your feet. You can pick up the ball, throw it with your hands.
1: What is the best coaching advice you ever received?
2: The best one that I've had as a coach: uh, don't take things so personally. I'm a very serious coach. If anyone has ever trained with me, they'll know that like I, I give 100% at, at my sessions, and I expect you to give 100% at mine when you're working. And when I started out at the academy, I would, I would have players who maybe had a bad day or had an issue at home and then not try out or not work as hard, and I would see that as a disrespect towards me. And I had to learn in the, in the grand scheme of things that this is, you know, we're all human. We have our off days and to not take it so personally. Um, as a coach, that was one thing that I learned. As a player, uh, one of the best things a coach ever told me was uh, treat the field as your haven. You know, if you have problems, let those problems disappear. Don't bring them onto the soccer field because it's going to weigh you down. Goalkeeper doesn't need anything weighing them down because we need to fly. That always stuck out to me. So on the field, I, I try like I'm only focused on soccer. Off the field, you know, then then you let whatever issue happens. But it's a it's a great way to like uh, work out emotions, work out issues. I, I see soccer as a big um, cathartic release sometimes. So
1: who is your favorite goalkeeper ever, and why?
2: I love Igor Casillas. Igor Casillas was in his prime when I was just starting out. I was not even goalkeeper at that time, and he was known as El Santo. Uh, Madrid, like made huge, huge starts. Started with when when he was like 17. Huge goalkeeper. Uh, loved his style, and um, I always try to emulate that style. But I think I pick I pick apart from. Every goalkeeper that I like, you know, then there comes Hugo Lloris, which I love his explosive style. Then it goes to Navas and Oblak, and there's just, there's so many, so many to choose from. But I think Casillas and Neuer have always been uh, a high, ones that I look at. Pepe Reina has always been one that I look at. Guillermo Ochoa. Um, always did well with the Mexican national team. So that that was good. Um, And then obviously, Eguita, which uh, being Colombian, René Higuita, who did the Scorpion, you know, everyone wants us to be crazy like like him. There's a lot of guys to look up to. Ferid Mondragon, which uh, is is really, really good. So a, a mix of all of those. I think I just, I idealized the position more. Just like getting up there is, if you can do that you're you're up with the best,
1: right? What advice would you give to a young goalkeeper who wants to become professional?
2: Play as much as you can, tr- practice as much as you can, videotape your training sessions, videotape your games. Doesn't need to be professional games, but let's say like Oh, you know that this is going to be a derby match that uh, is going to have you know a lot of scouts come out to that game, or a lot of people are going to be talking to that game. Find a way to be put on the waiting list for that game, to be put on the fill list for that game, or get into those games. That's the only way that's going to happen. Is if people see you and they remember you and they know your name so you have to in a sense market yourself if you don't have an agent or anything like that if you know a coach is going to come to a game you message him before the game and you say hey my name is xyz i'm going to be at this game and this is what i'm going to wear and then that works with the coach that makes them remember you and then if you do something well it isn't just going to be that oh yeah there's a goalkeeper that did well before it was that oh yeah that guy who messaged me oh it was alberto yeah we have his email right here and then you can slowly start working your way up that's the best you can hope for is to work your way up for the most of us that aren't the point zero zero one percent we're not in a professional academy since you know, eight years old, nine years old. We're trying to get into that, to get seen by that. And by doing that, you can only work your way up, you know?
1: What are some of your plans for the future? What are you most excited about doing?
2: Right now is a really big moment for me because I was living at the academy before. Now I have an apartment next to the academy and this is gonna be pretty big. I'm hoping to be starting up a thing where I'm bringing more goalkeepers out to Germany where the academy is expanding. We have signed, I brought like eight kids last uh, two months ago. I brought eight kids from the U.S. to Germany, and I think I've had three signed on uh, some lower-level clubs just so they can start playing. I have one signed on a uh, youth team for a third Bundesliga. So um, things are going really, really well, and we're hoping that uh, it continues to go up, and um, that's going to take time. And I I just I'm really looking forward to the 200,000, which is coming in soon for for YouTube and uh, just growing on the academy and and making those those bigger connections, making connections at uh, bigger clubs and putting players at higher levels.
0: For people listening, you can follow Alberto on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube, ARS Goalkeeping. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I wish you the best of luck in the future.
2: It was a blast. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to our interview with goalkeeper coach and YouTuber Alberto Ruiz. You can check him out on YouTube on www.youtube.com slash AlbertoRuizSoccer01, and you can read detailed and in-depth reviews of soccer gear on TheSoccerReviews.com.